chapter number 2, verse number 28 through 32. I want to say to you today in the name of the Lord, I want to publicly say what a great blessing that this church has been to global missions around the world. You have been a continual support, amen, and amen, have in helped to increase the impetus of the church, amen, to go out and win the lost in the name of the Lord. And so we thank you. We thank you for not only every dollar that you give, but for every prayer that you pray, amen, for a soul to be saved around the world. Can we say amen? As I stand before you, amen, I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled, amen, that this church is partnering with, amen, the work of God in Bangladesh and India. My wife and I are both appointed to two nations. One is Bangladesh and the other is India. And I'm going to speak possibly about both of them today. But I feel a strong word from the Holy Ghost today. And amen, and God's going to speak to us in the name of the Lord. And so while you're turning to the book of Joel, chapter 2, amen, or perhaps already there, I want to invite you to be a part of a tremendous opportunity. As you saw in that video today, we are building with the help of the Lord. And for the glory of the Lord, we are building a Bible college in Bangladesh that will seat 100 full-time apostolic Bible school students. Can we say amen? From the filming of that video three months ago or so, amen, till now. All we need right now is around 167 individuals or churches to give $1,000 to that project, amen, and it will be done in the name of the Lord. Maybe God would speak to your heart about building one of those dorm rooms for 5000 or a classroom for 10000 We pray that you would allow the Holy Ghost to speak to you and be a part of that tremendous Bible school project. I know that you're standing, but I will tell you in the name of the Lord, amen, that we are right now up on the fourth floor of that building, amen, and the lower floors are being filled in, the walls are being built, Virtually, as I speak to you today, walking in the sanctuary, I just got fresh pictures, amen, on Facebook Messenger, amen. So we're excited about what God is doing. And June or July of next year, we'll cut the ribbon and pray in the name of Jesus, and that Bible school will be open to a hundred students. Can we say amen? But I invite you to go with me to the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 28 through 32. The Bible says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Now I want you to shout with me, all flesh. All flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. God in these last days is reviving apostolic ministry in the name of the Lord. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids, in those days will I pour out my spirit, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible, or, amen, in James Corbin's translation of that word terrible, and it's a biblical translation as well, before that great and awesome, magnificent, world-changing, shaking event take place, day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Now, we've seen two words. One is all, and the next one is whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be the deliverance. And I know you're standing, but when the Bible talks about Mount Zion in the 2019 context, it's not talking about Mount Zion on the outskirts of Jerusalem or Jerusalem City itself alone, but it is talking about the church 
church of Jesus Christ. As the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Now, I know you're standing, but I invite you in the name of the Lord to jump with me backwards to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse number 18 through 21. Isaiah, chapter 43, verse number 18 through 21. Remember ye not the former things, and neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Amen. Now the way my mind works, I choose key words. And what I find in what we just read was God says, I will do a new thing, and now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Would you lift your hands to the Lord? And let's ask God to speak to us today in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We love you and thank you, Lord Jesus. We honor you in the name of the Lord. And we ask in the name of Jesus that you would open the windows of heaven and speak to us in La Crosse, Wisconsin today in the name of Jesus. Not my will, not my words, but thy will and your words, Lord Jesus, is what we pray for. Oh God, anoint our minds both Amen. Anoint our ears, both the inner and the outer, in the name of the Lord. Help us to respond not only in the house of the Lord to the Word of God, but out there in a world that is lost without you. Help us, Lord, day by day to respond to your Word. In the name of the Lord Jesus, and the church says, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Why don't you give him a hand clap of praise as you're seated in the house of the Lord. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. But reading from the book of Joel, chapter 2, the Lord speaking to the prophet Joel, he says to him, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. It must firmly be understood and established, amen, in the house of the Lord today. And I'm not going to stand behind that pulpit. I, I hope that doesn't offend you, but I... I I, I, I want to be amongst you in the name of the Lord. God is firmly establishing through His Word and in our minds that in these days that we are living in, it is a divine will of God that all flesh be filled with His Spirit. Can we shout Amen. What's he talking about? He's talking about white flesh, black flesh, amen, all cultural groups, all, amen, echelons of life, amen, every single individual, no matter what they've done, no matter what they are, is of value to God. And if God values them, we, the church, better begin to value them and say, you're a candidate for for your life to be changed. You're a candidate, amen, for salvation to come to you. You're a candidate to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Can we shout amen? I'm going to preach you a little while, amen. I'm going to talk to you about Bangladesh, no doubt. But the time, amen, and the days where the church was a specific special club, amen, only for the righteous, amen, that's over in the name of the Lord. The church needs to be a place where all are welcome, all are welcome into the church doors, amen. We don't agree with sin, but we must love the sinner and hate the sin because the Bible gives us an understanding. But such were some of ye, but you are washed, you are sanctified. Can we shout amen? 
Amen, 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 amen. The church must be for the wealthy and the destitute on the same pew. Amen. The church must be for those that live in mansions and those that eat soup in the soup kitchen. Amen. Sitting on the same pew. Amen. We have got to open our doors. Amen. So that humanity can come to know Jesus. Can we shout amen? Amen, amen. God says, I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. What you and I must understand it is the innate and the divine will of God. No matter what social stratus or sphere people may be in or not in at all, it is the divine will of God. God, as he reaches out, amen, amen, to the lost, amen, amen, through the church of Jesus Christ. It is the will of God that they be saved in the name of the Lord. I will never forget a man came into the capital city church. And I feel this in the Holy Ghost so strongly. He came into the capital city church. His skin was cracked and his pus was oozing, no doubt, from the skin, the cracks in his skin of his hands and his feet and so on. He had a severe case of eczema, had done everything that he could that he thought of to be healed but he stood in the house of the Lord on testimony service and he said I believe that I am cursed by God with this disease because I killed a man and it was in that moment amen that I amen I heard what he said but I didn't allow what he said to jump down and pollute my spirit amen instead of the church running from a confessed murderer amen we ran to him. God radically changed his life. Hallelujah. Can we say amen in the house of the Lord? Let justice do its course. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, we must be about, amen, amen, allowing people to come and have access to Jesus. Amen. This is what I felt so strongly. Amen. From the Holy Ghost uh, is creating an environment for God to move in. Amen. And when you create an environment for God to move in, when you come into the house of the Lord, amen, worshiping and praising, can we say amen? When you find a place with God in prayer, amen. And when you walk out those doors, amen, you know you're saved, you know you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you know you're on your way to heaven, but you made up your mind that you would not be unaccessible to the world, amen, and those that don't know Jesus, amen, amen, you you shake hands, you rub shoulders, amen, you work with them, you talk to them, they serve you coffee, amen, or you serve them coffee, but you give them a good word from God, amen, you tell them, amen, something like you're special, you're created in the image of God. I'm telling you folks, it will mess, amen, everything up in a good way in the name of the Lord. Because you'll see people come to the house of God. And better than coming to the house of God, they will come to the God of the house. And when we can get to the God of the house, He makes all the difference in the world. Can we say amen, amen, amen? But you've got to create an atmosphere. Amen. You've got to create an atmosphere in your daily life. Amen. It doesn't mean that you're whipping out your Bible on them in the Walmart parking lot or in the line. Amen. And if God tells you to do that, do that. Amen. But everywhere you go, you're looking for somebody that doesn't know Jesus. I want 
wonder what would happen if instead of damning and condemning our neighbor that lives just a few feet away from us, we would begin to pray for them in the Holy Ghost and love them in the name of the Lord and say, don't matter what you do, I'm going to love you into the kingdom of God. Can we say amen? Amen, amen. That man's life was fundamentally changed. Amen, amen. We had a sister in the Capital City Church working for Salvation Army. She worked. You at this, I apologize for my bluntness. Amen. But in one regard, I don't. Amen. Because we live in a world that is acquainted with what I'm about to say. She worked with prostitutes, rehabilitating them. But those women found out that God is a prayer answering God. And the church that that sister went to uh, would pray in the name of Jesus. And so those dear women would begin to send in their prayer requests. We knew they were still working the streets. But we began to pray for those ladies. And God began to transform their lives. What are you talking about, Brother Corbin? What I'm talking to you about and what God is speaking to you about, church today, is we must create an atmosphere and environment for God to move in. No matter how you feel, no matter what you think of lacrosse or on Alaska and the surrounding communities, you must create an environment in these cities and towns for God to move in. Because I guarantee you, if you don't, hell will fill that vacuum. Amen. God is moving around the world. I want you to hear this in the name of the Lord, and we're coming back to that. But God is moving around the world. Amen. I just want to give you a few updates from around the world, because you've got to understand that as God is moving, there's a reason why God is moving. There's a way that God moves. Amen. He doesn't move because we're good. Can we say amen? He doesn't move because we check in and do our time on Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. Just the same old way that we always do. Amen. But He is moving because the people of God globally are hungry for God and they desire the Spirit of God to change them radically and fundamentally. Wherever there's a hunger, wherever there's a desire, God will look beyond brokenness and inadequacies And he'll move. Why? Because he is the one that mends the brokenhearted. Amen. Heals the soul that has been wounded and frees those that are in bondage. But those that are hungry for God see a move of God. In a crusade in the Philippines, amen, earlier this year, 8,000 received the gift of the Holy Ghost. In a crusade in Madagascar, 2,030 received the Holy Ghost actually in the 2018 National Conference. Amen. In a regional conference recently, earlier this year in Madagascar. I know I'm not talking to you about Bangladesh at this moment, but I'm getting there. 1,209 received the Holy Ghost. In a crusade in Bangladesh, last year, which you saw a video of, amen, 5,382 received the Holy Ghost. But in the middle of all of that, I can tell you from first-hand experience, why did God move there? Are they any more hungry than they are here in the United States? No, they're not more hungry or less hungry, amen. That myth, amen, that we use as a crutch that that says, well, God doesn't move here in America like He does over there because they're more hungry. That is a lie from hell. In the name of the Lord must be removed from your mind and my mind in the name of Jesus because they are no less hungry than they are here. No, no, Brother Corbin, you don't understand about our community. I've been in your community. I've already talked to people in your community that have a hunger for God, the problem is not them, it's us. Hallelujah, amen. Because we have grown content 
amen, with the four-wall mentality that says we have church or we are the church inside the building when we need to be the church outside the building. And the hands of God that love and are compassionate, amen, it don't matter, amen, what your neighbor's doing, amen, but you don't understand how mean and obnoxious they have been, just as bad as they are in those things, you ought to be just as consecrated to pray them into the kingdom of God. Can we say amen? Amen, amen. Why? How would God move in that environment? I can tell you, amen, because uh, there is an environment uh, that is irresistible to God that is being created, amen, uh, in Bangladesh. What do you mean? I remember 27 years ago when God took us to Bangladesh at the age of 22 years old. Didn't know everything I needed to know, but I knew one thing, and that is that if I'll stay connected to God. Amen. If I'll be connected to Him, and if I'll live connected to Him in worship, praise, fasting, the Word of God, and seeking the face of God, He'll show up. And when He shows out, shows up, He'll show out, and He'll be glorified. Can we say amen? Amen, amen, amen. You, you, but you would say, Brother Corbin, you don't understand our community and the environment. No, no, no. I don't understand it or want to understand it because that mindset says that our community is different than the rest of the world. And so therefore we can relax and sit on our haunches. Amen. I'm sorry if that offends you, but the world is lost, dying, and going to hell while we're playing with this battle in our mind. But if we'll make up our mind to be so connected to God, amen, and pray through our flesh till we have a breakthrough in the Spirit, it'll lead you and guide you, amen, to a place where every single soul is valuable in the kingdom of God. Amen, 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 amen. What began with five or six of us in our apartment, and this is the latest update, is well over 30,500 strong. But what are you talking about, Brother Corbin? Man, that sounds exciting. But I remember those two years when we preached and taught and knocked doors. I was knocking doors and teaching Bible studies six days a week. Amen. In full-time language study at the same time in the day. Amen. And only four were baptizing in Jesus' name, and two got the Holy Ghost, and the two that didn't get it left. Amen. But you can be in that kind of an environment that will try to put place on you a proverbial fog of your mind that will say it will never happen. It's just too hard of a place. But the devil is a liar. Amen. And God showed up in Bangladesh, and he changed how we thought, and He changed how we prayed, and He changed how we worship. Where when it was six or seven and there was no music, amen, and it, it wasn't what you saw on that video, but we began to dance and worship and praise the Almighty God as if we were looking at 12,000 that were there that last night of the crusade, and when we begin to pray and praise and worship. Amen. When the building was virtually empty, God showed up and has filled not just a building, but is filling buildings with souls that are lost without God. Can we say amen? What are you talking about, Brother Corbin? Our environment, amen, amen, 83% were Muslim. Amen, not our Muslim. We're Muslim. Amen. There's power of life and death in the tongue. And so I refuse to give hell a chance to be glorified by tagging the people as Islamic. It's not an Islamic nation. It's a Jesus nation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's put His blessings upon the nation of Bangladesh. And it's all 
because or part of the reason is because that in the middle of the trenches, amen, when you're not even seeing revival, you stay connected to God and you create an atmosphere for God to move in. And when you do that, amen, this things begin to happen like never before. Amen, 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 amen. 22 years ago. And this is that environment for God to move in business. Amen. 22 years ago, 27 years ago. Amen. When I, when we were in that village, amen. Amen. That we first arrived in, in Bangladesh. Amen. God took a, a young child had, his mama had left him at home. He went to the marketplace and she did. Sorry. And when she came home, I don't know how long she has gone, but she found her two month old baby boy lying there dead. His body was already cold to the touch, folks. That beautiful brown skin had already turned ashen gray. His body was already cold to the touch. How do you know? I touched his body in the name of the Lord. Amen. But when we began to pray in the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost took over in that environment. Hallelujah. And God raised him from the dead. He's 26, 27 years old today. What are you talking about, Brother Corbin? Amen. When you create an environment of worship and praise, when you create an environment of soul winning, hallelujah, when you create an environment, amen, that drives you, amen, to say, God, I've got to see somebody saved today. I've got to see the church grow, God. I've got to see somebody healed. God will show up. God will show up. God will show up. But as long as we're just kind of checking in with Jesus and checking out and going back to carnal ways, God cannot move. And in an environment like that, and I want you to hear this, amen, I thank God for what God is doing, amen, tremendous. We are seeing God move in a tremendous way. Amen, amen. It's not our church, it's His. Can we say amen? Amen. So I want you to look beyond, amen, the lapel, amen, and whatever tie, whatever blue and white tie, and see Jesus, amen, instead of me, because he's the one who does the work. Can we shout amen? And I humbly bow my knees before him in the spirit and in the flesh, acknowledging him as the Lord of the harvest, amen. But he just uses certain people or his people, amen, amen, as long as they'll create an atmosphere for him to move in, he'll show up. And it was about three years ago, maybe four, maximum four, amen, a little boy was brought to the house of God in the capital city. We worship right now in a four and a half story building that's made out of concrete and bricks. It is probably half of the size of this sanctuary. I believe it is, but it is tall. Maybe just about three quarters of the size of this sanctuary. We have four floors and a half floor. But in that concrete building at that capital city church walked a little boy, and his mama brought him to the house of God. Amen. He was the most unruly child I'd ever laid eyes on. And in my unrighteous indignation, you heard correctly, amen, amen, because there's two different types of indignation, righteous and unrighteous. And there is a very fine line between righteous indignation and unrighteous indignation. Or, let me say it like this, unrighteous judgment. And while that little boy was brought to the house of God that first night, I'm standing there, and the Word of God has gone forth. I'm tired, and my flesh is tired, and I'm not allowing God at that moment to keep me engaged in the Spirit, but He engaged me really quickly a few moments after that. But that little boy was the most unruly child I'd ever laid eyes on, except for James Corbin himself. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. He was all over the place. He would scream out and make utterances and so on that were incomprehensible. Amen. And I remember, amen, standing there thinking if his mama only knew that this is the house of God, she'd control that baby. And the Holy Ghost, I want you to hear this. After he slapped me backwards, amen. And by the way, you heard correctly. Amen. God chastises those whom he loves. If you're serving a Jesus, that all he does is stroke your back, amen, and just tell you always how great you are, you're probably connected to the wrong Jesus. Amen. Because the Jesus that I'm connected to, who bore the cross to Calvary, who said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me in the garden, but nevertheless not my will, but thy will be done, is the same Jesus that said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. His flesh is crying out to his divinity in that moment. Amen. Amen. He's the same Jesus that knows how to get a hold of me when I'm in the wrong environment or I'm creating the wrong environment, which is a spirit of judgment. Let God be the judge and you stay out of the judgment business. Amen. That's good preaching today. Amen. But God slapped me backwards and said, you shut your mouth. And you get your hands off of him. And I'm thinking, God, I'm not even touching him. What God was telling me is, boy, you don't know what you're talking about. And you don't know that situation. So it'd be best that you just just be quiet and get out of the way. Mama walked up to me a few seconds later with her head down and she's wagging her head in sorrow and she said, I'm so sorry, Pastor, for the behavior of my son, but you've got to understand, Pastor, he was, he's two years old and he was born deaf and dumb. Amen. And that changed everything. Amen. I realized what God was saying. If he rolls on the floor and bounces off of the wall, boy, you can buy new paint. Amen. Hallelujah. You can get a roller out and paint the walls. Amen. Amen. I believe the house of God should be beautiful and should be kept in excellence. But when the house of God ceases to be a place of refuge for those that are in trouble, amen, and are plagued with being pursued by the hounds of hell and destructing demonic forces that desire to destroy their lives, when we cease to be that refuge, then we need to close the door. Don't worry about the next electric bill. Just let it go. Oh, me. Can we say amen? But that little boy, I said, Mama, don't you worry. I said, he ain't bothering a bit because I had a repentance moment take place. In just a split second, I repented. Amen. I said, you let that baby come to the house of God. And he'd come, and I'd preach. Amen. Others would preach. I'd be sitting on the front row after altar call. He'd walk up to me, and he'd take his little hand, and he'd place it on my head. See, he couldn't hear, and he couldn't speak. But he could see, and he could feel in the spirit an environment that was created for that sweet baby boy. Amen. To be in the presence presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. He'd lay his hands on me. I'd kneel. Amen. Lift, put my bald head down a little bit more. I'd be sweating profusely and all. And he put that little hand on my head. And I would say, pray, son, pray. And the other words, he, he couldn't hear or speak. And so they were inaudible words that were coming out of his mouth. Ununderstandable. But God was blessing me. Amen. And doing a work in me through a little two-year-old, three-year-old baby boy that was deaf and dumb. But in that same environment, one Sunday night just a couple years ago, at the close of the service, the Lord spoke to me and said, Call him up, because I'm about to open his ears and loose his tongue. 
I motioned to Mama. Mama brought him to the front. The Lord said, stick your fingers in his ears. Command them to be opened in my name. And command that tongue to be loosed in my name. And when we began to pray, Sister Corbin can tell you she was there. When we began to pray, we didn't take, it didn't take five minutes, amen, because there was an environment already created for God to move in, amen, amen, amen. You've got to push beyond your flesh. Amen. I'm tired. I don't feel good, etc., etc. Push that aside. Amen. When you come into the house of God and create an atmosphere where Jehovah Jireh Amen can come down and meet the needs of His people and those that are present in the house of God. But we prayed the Holy Ghost hit that building. And it was as if it began to sway under the power of the Holy Ghost. And God, in a moment's time, opened that little boy's ears and loosed his tongue. We were in his house just a week or so later. You would think with someone that could not hear for the last three and a half or so years, amen, that they would speak with a lisp or an impediment, not when God does a work, amen. And there was artistic renditions of Jesus all over the house, amen. And he took us and he'd point at them and he would say in perfect Bangla, A.J. Amar Jeshua, A.J. Amar Jeshua, what he was saying was, look there, that's my Jesus, that's my Jesus, that's my Jesus. What are you talking about, church, in La Crosse, Wisconsin? We've got to create an atmosphere for God to move in. Because if you'll create an atmosphere for God to move in, He sure enough will move. Can we say amen? And that crusade, and I'm not... I'm not trying to belabor the point beyond God's anointing. But in that crusade in Bangladesh, a Muslim warlock had been praying, had been chanting all day to Allah. And by the way, any prayer that is not prayed in the name of Jesus is witchcraft. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, you heard correctly. Amen. Amen. We don't pray to the big man upstairs, the boss man. We don't pray, amen, in like manner because, amen, hell does not fear or reverence the big man upstairs. Amen. The boss man. Amen. No, no. Hell does and understand that. But when you speak the name of Jesus, amen, I believe that heaven stands to attention and hell fears and trembles at the mention of the name of Jesus. But that warlock had been praying against that crusade all day. Oh, but what he didn't know is when we flew in that plane that seats only 71 and six or 72 and 61 of us were apostles Amen. Hallelujah. We began to worship right there in that plane. Amen. What are you talking about? Yes, hands lifted high. I'm not talking about a whisper worship under our breath so our neighbor doesn't hear us. you got to not give a flying monkey's tail about what your neighbor thinks about you when you pray. Amen. And you've got to come to a place, amen, where you say, God, I'm so, amen, passionately pursuing you. I don't really care about what my neighbor thinks or the one sitting by me on row 36F or whatever it is thinks. Holy Ghost hit that plane. I've been praying, amen, and prophesying in prayer. Amen. And yes, you heard correctly, God, there is a prayer that God can take you to in tongues and so on, where you can begin to prophesy as you pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. What would happen if you got up tomorrow morning or before you went to bed and you faced the north, the south, the east, and the and the west and La Crosse and Onalaska and the surrounding beautiful communities, amen, uh, that you live in and say, I prophesy in the name of Jesus salvation. I prophesy healing in the name of Jesus. I prophesy deliverance in the name of Jesus. I prophesy the blessings of God on this city in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Christ. Man, people walk into your home where you've been praying like that, dying of kidney cancer, and say what Rema Khan said. She said, I don't know what it is in this place, but she got up out of that place healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. So we're on the plane. Ten minutes into the flight, the Holy Ghost hits that plane. We lift our hands. We're speaking in tongues. We're worshiping God. Amen, amen. This is what it means. Create an environment for God to move in. God spoke through tongues interpretation. And I didn't translate so you know I wasn't the filter that it came through. It came through somebody else. But God was about to confirm what he had asked me for years to pray and profess. What was it? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He would tell me over and over again, pray, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And take dominion and claim real estate in the name of the Lord. I'm not talking about real estate to build buildings on only. I'm talking about land and territory in the name of the Lord. And so we're on the plane, amen, and this is what the Holy Ghost says. This is my nation. That might not excite you like it did me. But I wonder if God spoke to you and said, On Alaska is mine. What it would mean. I wonder if God spoke to you and said, Your block is mine in Jesus' name. You'd step back and say, Y'all can do whatever you want, but you're about to get baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost hit that plane. I don't know what the pilot thought. I don't know if he even looked backwards. Amen. Might have been one of those deals. Don't look. God moved in that plane. But when we landed, that warlock had been praying to Allah all day long that God, Allah, would wash out the crusade. Amen. You know what happened? God threw a double rainbow up in the sky. That's that rainbow you saw in the video, brother. I heard you, amen, mentioning that rainbow, amen. But God threw a double rainbow up in the sky from one end of the crusade to the other. It rained cats and dogs and everything else around it, so much so it flooded up to the knees almost all throughout the city or in different places of the city. But guess what? It could not rain on that crusade ground. Why? Because there were a bunch of apostolics down on that ground saying the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I command these clouds not to rain in Jesus' name. God moved, amen, 6,300 plus notable miracles took place. What are you talking about? Brother Corbin, that's just a number. You better be careful, amen, because they filled out cards, amen, saying, amen, this is what God did for me. Over 60 blinded eyes were opened. Tumors the size of soft balls disappeared at the mention of the name of Jesus. Blinded eyes were open. Deaf ears popped open. Men and women got up out of their wheelchairs, amen, and were pushing them home. What are you talking about? If you'll create an atmosphere for God to move in, He'll move in that atmosphere. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I want to invite you to stand if you would. Amen, amen. I thank God for what God is doing in Bangladesh. We believe God that in the next four years we will see well over 60,000 filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Can we say amen? Amen. Some say, well, we're not in that numbers game. Well, you better get into that numbers game because the numbers of your city are lost and dying and going to hell. It doesn't, we don't, we don't believe in all that number business. Well, to God be the glory anyways. We're going to see 60,000 in the name of Jesus filled with the Holy Ghost in the next four years. We believe that the churches will grow from 130 churches and preaching points to well over 300 in the next four years. Why? Because we got a bunch of students, 59, that graduated in the last four and a half or so years, and they're in the work of God, and we're going to open that Bible school up to 100. Amen. You know what that means? That means 100 men and women 
women of God, that got it in their spirit to create an atmosphere of praise and worship that God can move in. They themselves are seeing miracles. They themselves are baptizing people in the name of Jesus. They themselves are seeing thousands filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Can we say amen? Pentecost Sunday, 476 received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Can we say amen? 22 baptized in Jesus' name recently, and 11 received the Holy Ghost just recently. Amen. What are you talking about? I'm talking about if you'll create an atmosphere to God for God to move in, He'll move in that atmosphere. And I know you're standing, but if you, amen, for the next few moments, I want to share a revelation with you that is connected to that atmosphere that is created for God to move in. So if you must be seated, you may. But I ask the rest of us to stand. When we create an atmosphere for God to move in, He'll do miracles, signs, and wonders. Can we say amen? Amen, amen, amen. We've seen God do so many miracles, and I thank God. And I want you to remember, please remember, I'm talking about the kingdom of God has seen God do so many miracles. Can we say amen? But as we came, and this bears, it's so important for you to understand this. Because we talk about miracles and those type of things like, God, that's, that's a foreign field. That's where you, that's what you do in a foreign field. But it's a little different here. We're about to bridge that gap and kill that sacred cow in Jesus' name. Because the Word of God says, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. There is no variance with God. He loves Bangladeshis just like He loves the people of La Crosse on Alaska and every surrounding community, every tribe and every nation. God loves the same and desires to move in the same fashion. I know you're standing, but amen. Recently in Springfield, Illinois, there was a woman that was suffering from fibromyalgia. God instantly healed her. It was October of last year we were in America for the birth of our grandson. Man, if you've got grandchildren, there's nothing like it. Amen, 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 amen. They live in St. Louis, and so I've made it very clear to our regional director, if you want us to serve on a committee or whatever that meets in St. Louis, sign me up. But you've got to fly 10,000 miles. That's all right. I get to look at that beautiful baby's face. Amen. He's 10 months old today, I believe it is. Amen. But we came for the birth of our grandson, used our miles or whatever it was, and we flew. And I thank God for that. But the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, as I was preaching in Mountain Home, Arkansas, as we pulled into the parking lot of the hotel, and I'll be brief with this, and God's about to heal some people here today in the name of the Lord. If you're sick in your body, it's the will of God for you to be healed. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you've never spoken in tongues, it's the will of God for you to receive the Holy Ghost. But I'm not good enough. Whoever told you you got to be good enough to get the Holy Ghost? You just got to repent of your sins and ask God to forgive you, and He'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. We got water. We'll fill the tank wherever it is. Amen. Here it is, amen, and baptize you in the name of Jesus, amen. No problem there, amen. You don't got to be super squeaky clean to get the Holy Ghost. Can we say amen? You don't know what I've done. Big deal, amen, hallelujah. You heard correctly. Big deal. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Ain't nobody here, at least in this pulpit, amen, judging you. You're worthy to receive the Holy Ghost if you come and you say, God, I want it, and I'm sorry. Forgive me. That's that atmosphere stuff that I'm talking about. But anyways, the Lord spoke to me. I know you're standing. I'm going to be mindful of that. The Lord spoke to me and said, while you preach the Word of God, while the Word of God is going forth, I'll begin to move in Mountain Home, and I will begin to heal them. Pastor Jeff Morgan is a dear friend of mine, handed the mic, came in to me, and I will tell you, this, this is nothing. Amen. This, this, this is nothing right here. 
All glory goes to God. But as we began to worship, the Holy Ghost hit that place. And all of a sudden, I felt like a bolt of lightning in my spirit. And the Lord spoke to me from the pulpit. He said, there's a man that is sick here that has a heart condition that is caused because of an electronic or electrical imbalance of his heart. If we have anybody that's involved in nursing and medical science, you know that there are neurons in your body. There are whatever you want to call them. There's an electrical system in our body. And and amen, all of a sudden, but God said there's somebody here with this heart condition because of an electrical imbalance. But I'm healing them right now. So I just spoke it. A man jumped. Amen. God healed him immediately. He had a pacemaker and defibrillator in his body. God healed him. He's still healed today. Can we say amen? Amen, amen, amen. And I know I'm being mindful of you standing, but there's a disease that I hate with a passion. You heard me correctly. I know Mama says hate's a strong word. That's why I'm using it. Amen. Hallelujah. But there's a disease that I hate. It's called diabetes. It took my daddy's life because of the complications. And so God has said, I want that on your Holy Ghost hit list. Amen. God spoke to me instantly and said, there's somebody here with diabetes, but I'm healing them right now in the name of the Lord. But for the last 17 to 20 years, unbeknownst to me, there was a gentleman in the sanctuary that night that had been suffering from diabetes. Amen. God instantly healed him. And from October of last year till today, matter of fact, the next morning he tested his blood. No insulin, no pills. And his blood sugar was 98. And it still stayed the same. God has healed him. No medication. October. And it's almost October of the next year. What are you talking about, Brother Corbin? I'm talking about that environment stuff where God can move in. Please, just two more minutes of your time. Amen. God spoke to me instantly. Amen. Behind the pulpit, God said, I'm healing bones. I'm placing bones and vertebrae into place. Unbeknownst to me, my friend, Brother Jeff Morgan, a pastor associate, amen, amen, was in a car accident three years prior and could not move his neck because the vertebrae in his neck were damaged. God instantly healed him. And he's moving his neck back and forth. Said, I could never do this before. His son fell off a horse, amen, and fractured the bones in his hands. uh, And instantly God healed him. He's still healed today. What are you talking about, Brother Corbin? Just please, uh, amen, bear with us in the name of the Lord. uh, And bear with God, amen. Uh, Hallelujah. As I'm preaching could not even take place. It was just worship. A crescendo of worship unto God. Amen. The Holy Ghost immediately spoke to me. A rare disease. And I know you're standing. Amen. But I ask you to be patient with the Holy Ghost. Amen. A rare disease that affects the abdomen, the lower extremities. And it is a fatal disease. God spoke it into my spirit. I don't even remember it. Could not even remember it if you spoke it a thousand times to me, perhaps. That's how I know it's a God thing. God spoke this disease into my spirit. I said somebody here is suffering from this disease but God's going to heal you today. A woman got her phone, ran out to the bathroom, amen. Amen. And she googled the symptoms and for the last three months or so she was suffering under every one of those symptoms and thought she was going to die. She walked out of the bathroom totally healed in the name of the Lord. Her friend... Her friend was the same age. She had suffered from heart arrhythmia, I believe it is. And I'm closing. But we're going to come to the front in a moment and pray. Amen. She was suffering from heart arrhythmia. So much so she'd be driving her kids to school and she'd pass out. Can you imagine? She thought she was going to die. And many have died from heart arrhythmia. And she said to God, she said, Lord, if it's your will for me to be healed of this heart arrhythmia, you tell that preacher to mention heart disease one more time. And all of a sudden, I'd, we've already prayed for heart disease. But as soon as she said that, I felt the voice of God speak to me and say, there's another person here with heart disease. I'm healing them now. I spoke it. She said it was like a ball of lightning. A fire hit her through her back and her pew, literally off her feet. But when she got up off the pew, she was healed in the name of Jesus. 
still healed from October of last year. You've been so patient, but here's where the Holy Ghost bridges the gap all the way from Bangladesh to, amen, La Crosse, Wisconsin. If you are sick in your body, if you have pain in your body, Will you right now, and all it takes is just two minutes or so with God. We're not going to be lengthy.